1: Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Steven Serta. On Thursday, the Chiefs returned to the practice field, and it was assistant coach day at the podium. So we'll start things off with defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, followed by offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, then special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll catch up with linebackers coach Brendan Daly, defensive line coach Joe Cullen, defensive backs coach Dave Merritt, and quarterbacks coach David Girardi. Here's the Chiefs defensive coordinator.
0: He wrapped up in a They pull me in all different directions. I know that, Sid. See that? Production meetings, Adam. What are you going to do, right? You guys were in them (laughs) before. Good afternoon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I don't think I've seen everybody since the New Year. So appreciate you being here. I'll open it up and let you fire away. Steve, you're
2: probably going to be playing some young guys um, on Sunday. Anybody in particular you're eager to get
0: a look at? All all of them that don't normally get in there. But, um, you know, I tell you what's going to be the hardest thing is, you know, some of these guys are still going to have to play special teams. But the guys that have typically been on a special teams Jack, Cock and Wright, Cam Jones, uh, those guys will play. Leo will probably play a little bit more. Um, on the back end, Dion Bush, right? And he's played for us before, right? And he's been, when guys have gotten hurt, anxious to see those guys. Um, up front, Felix, um, BJ, if we, if we get him there, Malik, if we get him up and, you know, uh, on the active. Um, I always love watching Derek and Turk play. You know, Neil will be probably inside there, so all of those guys would be excited to watch play. Now, during that, I'll be praying nobody gets hurt. <laughs> That'll be the thing, right? Um, and listen, it's a blessing and it's a blessing and a curse, in my opinion. Like it's a blessing to be in this position. It's just tough navigating, you know, wanting to win the game and stop people um, when you got some different moving parts. We asked
2: a few weeks ago about the slow starts defensively. Yeah. yeah. Now you're a little bit farther down that road. Yeah. anything you can put your finger on? Not
0: really. I I will say in this particular game, and I addressed it with the guys on Tuesday, I felt what got us in this game were the third downs. In the first half, they they were successful on seven of nine. Now, I think two of those were third and ones. So that leaves us with five losses on third and whatever. And they were in those five, I watched them on Tuesday with with the whole group. It was a discipline thing here and a discipline thing there. When the quarterback got out, he probably beat us with his feet. But So those things early in the game on that down are really important because if you win that and you don't have the undisciplined thing happen, uh, maybe you get them to punt the football and then maybe the score's a little bit different. Now, I was proud of the way they came in the second half because I think they were one for seven in the second half, and that was huge. So we gotta got, give the guys credit for adjusting and... Right, taking the coaching on the sideline and being able to do what we did in the second half. Coach,
3: on the playtime thing. I mean, how much is it for evaluating what, what roles can be in 2024, or could it be a situation where some of these guys could work themselves into even you know, marginal playoff roles? Yeah,
0: I don't. My mind be honest, my mind not on 2024. Like I, I haven't, I really haven't thought of it that way. Be quite honest with you. Um, I've, I still keep the respect of the people we're playing. Um, I mean, there's guys out there that are. Good football players we're going against. I'm I'm impressed with what the quarterback can do, uh, the tight end. I mean, they got, the running back is still a really good player. So we're not going to go out there and think this is going to be anything other than trying to get an offense, preventing an offense from scoring points. Quite honestly, and the rest of you know, will there be tape there to look at later on? Yeah, but this is about uh, defending an offense.
4: You mentioned the tape, the tape of you. So is this is this a day where you you know? experiment, because the, the win-loss doesn't matter,
0: or is it a day that you hide things? That's a good question. Um, uh, there'll be a little bit of both. Uh, probably a little bit of both. I mean, if I, I'd, be, I'd be honest. If I have an idea in my head, which I've got a few now, I don't know who we're playing, uh, but I probably won't throw something out there that we think we might use. But um, And there might be some experimentation in there. Yeah. So
5: you different this week? End the year. I know a couple of years ago, when uh, you know it was a similar situation, you weren't here yet. But Andy let uh, you know Matt Nagy do more or something like that. Do you have different responsibilities in a game like this for maybe some of your younger coaches and have them do some other things, or do you just
0: kind of it's it regular? We I tell you one. Of th- I kind of took the approach this week and did it with the players and the coaches. I, I, yeah, I mentioned this this morning. We're only ten days away from playing our first playoff game. And so I said to the guys on Tuesday, at that time it was 12 days away, that's quicker than you think. Like this game's in between, so it feels like it's a little bit longer. But my point to them was, let's stay in your routine. Don't lose your edge. Keep doing the things like you normally do every week. I mean, I use this example. If we were, if any of us were gonna be in the Olympics next Sunday, and we had an individual event we were gonna use a high jump or something, we'd be working our butts off right now. Now we might take a couple of days off before, but it's no, it's, it's no time to stop working at it. So getting back to your question, there were a little bit different things with the staff, but for the most part, we stayed on the same routine so that we're, you know, when Monday comes, we just get right back on it and roll. And I've asked the players to do the same thing. Like you know, some of the guys know that they may not play a lot, but to a man, because I asked them to do it in the unit meetings, they're still <laughs> taking notes on the chargers, they're, they're just in the routine. Just are, to do, in. are you spending
2: any time or energy this
0: week? I have. Week? I have myself, but it's been later once. Again, I'm, I am I, just want to stop an offense that we're playing on Sunday. Um, so, you don't
2: designate anything you normally
0: do during well, the Well, coaches week. have their certain areas sure, every week. Thing, yeah, right? and they would, I'm sure I've asked them to do the same thing, but that's off to the side after everything is set for this particular game. just to
2: get that extended look at Felix. And you knew when you drafted him, he had the hand issue, and you also knew he yeah. had a lot of depth at that
6: position. And then so I think he
0: got I had the groin too. He had something else that went on, really, because he was out for a long time. So
6: yeah. has, has his development kind of been as maybe as expected, even though he hasn't played a lot? You
2: know,
1: really
0: um, have- I, I think he's developed well. I, the other thing I just realized the other day, I was having a conversation with. So he's, he's still very young. Um, I'm not. You could check it. He's, he might be 22. I don't know if you know Sid, but George is young too. Yeah, we got some young guys there. So, but his development—I think I've seen—I've seen him mature and grow in the meetings. Uh, I'm always asking guys questions. You know, I give them homework tapes at night and then ask him the next day. And Felix just—he's been on it. That tells me something. Um, and I just—I think development. I will, and we'll see. It would be nice to see him get some plays this week. See where he's at. And but I think we've never had a problem putting Felix in. It's just been more of a. The fact that George and Mike and Charles have been playing pretty good. Not, not, not necessarily. Uh, with all these guys that maybe haven't played a lot, I'm looking to make sure that they know exactly what they're doing. You know, they'll do your job right. Um, I'll be, I'll be real. Um, I'll be evaluating mental errors. You know, don't want to see those. That tells me that they've been staying up with the game plan. That'd be a good thing.
3: When it comes to Lajarius and Trent, uh, with the Pro Bowl coming out, they're not about individual accolades, but still yeah. the amazing season that they've had for you and for the team is it's a little bit of a disappointment just like the NFL just hasn't recognized their yeah. fans? That recognize Listen, them. I'd be
0: lying if I didn't say I was disappointed. Yeah. You, you know how I feel about those guys. Um, it is what it is. I mean, again, because I know those guys, they're, they're more concerned with the mm-hmm. bigger picture. Uh, but, yeah, disappointed is a pretty good word.
1: What about milestones? Are you concerned about like a
0: Chris Jones getting a half a sack? I'd love. I would love for Chris to get that. Um, I think that's always good. Um, we don't let that get in the way of you know what we're trying to do, uh, and that that being prevent points and win football games. But I hope all those guys get that. that I want guys to get Pro Bowls and get, meet all their all that. I do. I mean, I I would love to that that happen. Is that your call or is that a- that's the boss will make that decision. He'll, uh, you know. Thanks, you. All right, thank you. Appreciate it.
5: Yeah, you too. Happy New Year. Do
3: you feel that you got some things back on track from last week that now you can go into the playoffs knowing that you won't have your, your full starters playing?
5: I think it was good um, for us to be able to do what we said, which was try to eliminate and reduce um, the penalties, the turnovers. We, we of course, had the, the sack fumble. Which was big and and early in the game, so you you, you want to make sure um, you reduce those and eliminate them, and we know that that we we have to. Um, they ended up getting points from that, and I think the rest of the game there we were much better with um, the penalty part. Uh, we did have the one uh, illegal procedure from empty um, that you'd like to erase, but for the most part the. The penalties, the turnovers, I thought Patrick did a great job decision-making when stuff wasn't there, uh, being smart with what he did with the football, um, and the other guys running around him. We had some explosives too early on in that game. So being able to have, um, you know, I mean, I think we only had 19 or 20 plays in the first half, and then there's a couple red zone plays in there where we'd like to be better. I think that's probably the biggest thing is red zone for sure. Um, but I thought the explosives was good for the guys and for us to be able to get some bigger plays, bigger chunks early on. And it started unlike the previous week on the first play this week, this past week, it started with a nine yard run and, and I thought that was great. How
1: do you keep the momentum going from that when a lot of the starters are not gonna get a lot of playing time?
5: Well, uh, I think that's a really good question. Um, you have to look at it a little, two, two separate ways, I think number one is you You try to take advantage of this time as a player and a coach, um, uh, whether it's rest for the players um, and for the coaches, but also uh, preparation and how you do that. So that's a a benefit. Um, It's how you use that time. But then to your point too, you wanna make sure that you use what you just did last week and don't lose that. I think um, what we're doing now is with the guys that are playing, we are using that. We are using the fact that, hey, look, when you eliminate penalties, um, when you protect the football, um, we can do some really good things. I think we also know that we can be better in the red zone, um, understanding that, so whether it's a run or pass. So we'll keep it going. Uh, the uh, I'll just continue to pull back or keep going back to how we handled um, the week last week going into it. And when you finally get that win at the end of the game, you're – you feel good about it, but you also know there's more to come, and you, you don't want to have that deodorize the feeling of hey, if there are some mistakes here, still we won, but we, we still can get a lot better.
2: You, you talked about that Pacheco run to start the game, yeah. kind of broke that tackle, he, he, uh, the line of scrimmage. Um, he really gave you guys a lift last week. What, what do you miss when he's not in the lineup?
5: Well, the when you look at what Pops does, I mean, he's he's first of all the football player. Uh, He's only going to continue to get better and better. He's learning himself, um, sometimes even patience through the hole, when to hit it uh, with speed, when to be patient, let it let it develop. The tempo of that, he's going to continue to grow. But the one thing he does is go 100 miles per hour 100% of the time. Um, we feed off of that. He's a young kid that's a, a great personality that all he wants to do is win. And, you know, every team usually has one or two guys on the team that's uh, over the top with the excitement and in a good way, and he's our guy with that. So having a young guy like that that brings the juice, not just in, on game day, but in the practice, after meetings, um, you know, he he, he uh, he's always positive, and I just appreciate that about him.
3: This was the best deep ball game for Pat in, in a while. Do you sense that that being maybe a breakthrough sign of things to come, or more so isolated like laps and some of the Bengals coverages.
5: Um, No, I mean, there was, obviously, we're well aware of the one breakdown that they had, uh, and that's a part of the game. There's probably a lot more breakdowns that go on on defense where things like that happen, maybe not as aggressive. um, uh, But, you know, in our situation, that's been something that we haven't been able to have as many of. And so it it is when you're able to, whether it's that or whether it's just, I mean, that was a great catch, too. I mean, it was a great ball. It was a great catch in stride. Um, So when you have those, uh, whether it's as a play caller, whether it's as a team, whatever it is, it's a breather and it's 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 rhythm, you know. It's being able to have rhythm. It's not first, second, third, first, second, third, first, second, third. There's chunks, and so now you get a big play. Now you want to be more effective in the red zone. But um, you know, having four plays in that game over 35 yards was good, and that's a start. We know we have that within us. We just got to do it more consistently.
4: Now, when
5: Just uh, whether it's taking off and running, there's a few plays where uh, it wasn't there, he took off and run, or if there is a time where there, there is a play that's there or, and he feels fast in the pocket, um, you know, gets off the progression, now it's don't take a, a bad sack, right, a coverage sack. Throw the ball away. He had two. They brought two nickel pressures um, to the field in, in a bunch set, and he's play-actioning and turning around, and there's two guys in his face right away. Um, being able to get the ball off and not take an eight to ten yard sack—that's a—that's a smart decision. Um, third and ten plus in the red zone, one of the hardest plays in football. Um, making sure you don't, you know, throw into coverage and make a, a play um, where it takes points away, a turnover. You know, and being okay—that was a game where we chipped away. We chipped away with three points, obviously six field goals, but. Um, he understood that, and I think that this, uh, it's something that's a, a benefit of his growth, along with Rasheed. Rasheed had a play last week that he grew on from the previous week. When you see that kind of stuff, that's awesome. You love that as a coach. You love it as a player.
1: Last two. Go ahead,
2: Adam. Um, Matt, a uh, little bit different type of season for Pat this year. Mm-hmm. What effect, if any, do you feel like it's had on him and, and his? Uh,
5: well, I would say the normal person, you, you might say it affect him more, but um, – for Pat, it's, it's all about he just wants to win, and he also knows he's smart enough to understand that every year is different, and with that comes the ability to, to adapt. So when I say that, um, every year, whether it's people, whether it's um, situations, whatever it is, every year is a little bit different. Your identity is a little bit different, not just as an offense, but as a team and how you win. Um, and I think he completely understands that now and is is understanding that, hey, this might be the type of year where, um, just like we said, decision-making-wise, we're smart with with what we do. We don't turn the ball over. We have an exceptional defense um, that is is keeping teams out of the end zone uh, and doing really good things, so let's play complementary football. We're so used to the 40, 45 points at will all the time, and that's the goal but we also have to understand through the course of a season how we're going to win.
4: Awesome. Coach, kind of along that front about understanding how you're going to win, I mean, we uh, understanding every player is unique and their own you know, individual, but we hear a lot of coaches say, well, he's a young guy, he's a young guy. Well, they're young guys, but you only have four years of control, mm-hmm. so you got to get something out of them, right? You can't take seven years to develop a guy. Sure. So you get to a point, is now or was the Cincinnati game, it's, it's all about the postseason to where, okay, we've been trying to grow this guy to do all these things that we want to be a 40, 45-point team, but now we got to acknowledge we're going to be a 27-point team. We've got to, is that what we saw last week with the kind of scale back? And
5: Maybe a little bit, and, and uh, that's the identity part, how you're going to win. Um, we never want to change our goal of scoring a lot of points, and whether it's whether it's being great on third down or you know great in the red zone, protecting the football. When you do that, Um, There might not be as many explosives, but you find a way to score 30. Um, However it it goes on, we just want to play complimentary football. And we know that going into the playoffs, um, that it doesn't matter how you win. If you win, everybody will be happy. So we want to do our job on offense to use this entire uh, season of how we played to help us and callous us to be better um, in the playoffs to win win it all and do as best as we can. Thank you. Okay, take care.
7: What's up? Hi. What did you have to
2: say to Richie
7: about? We had a, you know, all week long we had this special play that we practiced and it looked really good in practice, and he was anxious to, um, you know, to make it work. And we just didn't get the kick we wanted, but he he tried to force it, you know, and uh, unfortunately we didn't, you know, pop it out of there. It would have been special Ahead, we did, you know, and, and it would have been special if we got the kick because I think, you know, the guys had it blocked up early. It's just the hang time, and obviously it was a little bit, you know, obviously too deep to come out. But uh, I think he summed it up. You know, he, he talked about it, and, you know, he held accountability for it. So, I mean, it's all good. What's
6: the rule of thumb? Inside the ten? There, there's no, there's,
7: the you know, I've said this before. There's no really rule, you know I mean, because the punters are so good. You know, they can they can spin that ball and and, and land it at the, two and make it stop. So, you know, if if, if the ball's hanging and, um, you know, it's around eight, nine, we want to try to catch it, you know, because if you let it drop, it's going to get, inevitably it's going to be inside the five. So, you know, we try to, you know, try to field them if we can and steal them when we can. And we, I want him to stay aggressive because you want your punt returner to, you know, to be an aggressive uh, mentality because if he's not, he's never going to get any returns. Like if he wasn't aggressive on that one he had, the, the one long one he had, he would have fair caught it and we would have got nothing out of it so i mean it's you know you you got to be careful what you know how you coach these guys you know
4: would you you consider i mean this isn't the first time this has happened would you consider putting a where someone's caught the ball and you've gotten you've ended up a very poor field position because of it catching the ball deep like you said we've had this conversation before would you consider putting hey it's the eight guys because like. got kind of this floating thing and it kind of I think it, the I think it's
7: I think it's play to play, it's punter to punter, it's game to game. You know, I think it changes all the time. I don't I'm not gonna just set a number, you know, like it like it was in the you know, in the old days when it was ten yards and don't touch it. You know, I mean it's it's simple to say that but it's not that's not the way it is anymore. It's just not, you know, it's game to game. The aggressive do you chart,
4: do you have a scoring system on how the aggressiveness is outweighing the negative plays?
7: No, no.
4: It's just my feel.
7: Yeah, I mean it's you know I mean when you need a play, you try to make a play, and you know I mean it's you know we had a design play on that that one, so I mean it just didn't work out. Kick didn't didn't give didn't get it. So
3: seeing two guys back, you know sometimes sometimes just, yeah I mean that's a t-
7: play. You yeah. know I mean so we might have three or four things that we do off of that. You know, if you have a punter that's directional and he tries to try to get you out of position, you put two back there. Now, now, now where's he going to kick it? You know, so uh,
4: how difficult is this week with guys being down and yeah, other very, guys moving up?
7: Yeah, it's going to be. What, what's going to happen? I'll, I'll have a lot of. You'll see a lot of the same guys. There's nobody else to go to, so those guys will be our guys. The the difference is is that they're going to have a whole bunch of plays. There, there there might be some guys that play eighty plays in this game. I mean, that's not going to be strange. You know, so. You know, guys like Jack Cochran and uh, Cam Jones, you know, those guys are going to get a lot of reps because they're going to be playing a lot on defense and, you know, obviously everything on special teams. So, you know, you just got to dig down and go, you know. That's the way it's
5: going to be. I know Harrison's had a really good year. The Pro Bowl roster came out. I guess as long as Justin Tucker's around, it's going to be really hard. To you know, to Justin Tucker,
7: he's, he's an excellent uh, kicker, but I thought Bucker was as good this year. You know, I thought his numbers were good and, I mean, great. You know, both of them had great numbers. You know, I thought Bucker deserved it, but I mean, there's only only one guy can get it. So, I mean, it's you know, we still got the uh, All-Pro out there, so maybe he'll, he'll make that team.
4: Is this week uh, a week to since it doesn't matter in the standings? Is it a week to make it a laboratory, try something no. out? Or is it a week <laughs> to keep you know, it,
7: it, yeah. I mean, it's, for us, yes, maybe for them too. I mean, they got nothing to lose. You know, so we're we're talking about how they can be a little bit more aggressive and try to get something on us. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you open it up a little bit, you know, you might, if the thought process is, is that you can be a little bit more aggressive sometimes in this type of game. In
3: this type of game too, you know, a little bit of a preseason type feel if you will, but, uh, yeah. you know, during the preseason you're always talking about like guys you're excited to see, Any, anybody here that you're excited to see try to make a man I'm, I'm them actually
7: them? excited to see some of the guys on offense, you know, I mean, uh, you know uh, Ross. You know he's going to get a lot more. You know that's one guy I just got to watch and walk through. He was a guy that you know I, was, I thought I can't wait to see how how he does in the game, getting a lot of reps. So, couple
2: more. Here are some six field goals. Yeah, an incredible, day great day. Awesome what he was able to do.
7: It was awesome. I mean, it was the, really the first one was the hardest one at fifty four. I mean, not not just because it was a fifty four, but just because. Uh, the way the game was going, the momentum, we, we needed to do something to, to stop the bleeding a little bit. And that, that field goal kind of, you know, made it 17-10 and okay, you know, but it was a huge field. I, I was, you know, getting <laughs> when he was getting ready to hit it, I was like, wow, this is a big one, you know. And and when he made that one, it kind of got us rolling a little bit.
4: Were, were you at all, I mean, I know you've got to have you guys ready to run out there. Were you at all surprised that they chose, the Bengals chose to go for fourth and one and, and not take the field goal? I know you would have been getting your field goal block ready. your or whatever, did it kind of surprise you that they went? For yeah, the I mean, well? we
7: we're were we ready for both, you know, always. You know, a you, uh, little surprise, but not you know, not much. Exactly. All right, thank, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Thank
8: Happy New Year. Fire. Go ahead.
4: The different characters, right? Like, how how much is this exciting? Is it a challenge when you know you're going to have maybe some different guys uh, out there getting reps?
8: Yeah, it is fun. Um, You love to see guys who have worked hard, who have improved through the course of the year, who uh, maybe haven't gotten as many snaps as they would like to get an opportunity. That's always fun uh, to see them take advantage of that for sure. So we'll get some of that. he has been fantastic um you know from a versatility standpoint as you mentioned for sure he can play multiple roles he's been outstanding in terms of his ability to learn different roles he works at it um he's you know we talked about something you know in terms of moving forward a little bit of something different that you know he hasn't done and he's already looking at it you know and he's already got good questions so um you know He's been a leader, he's got a professional attitude and mindset. Um, he's been a lot of fun to have around.
3: How much of a hype man has Willie been on the sideline? You know, we see him getting engaged, getting energetic, especially in that last game. How much of a
5: hype man is he for the rest of the guys? You know
8: what, he brings great energy both on the sideline in, in the game and in the course of the everyday activities. Whether it's meetings, whether it's walkthroughs, like, um, He's an energy giver. There's energy vampires that are around. Willie is very much an energy giver.
6: Who's an energy vampire? <laughs> I'm,
8: uh, I'm not gonna call out names. We've all been you've all been in a, a room or with a, someone you work with that's, you know, down all the time, doesn't have a whole lot of life to him. You know what I mean? Like it's just not uh, it's not all that pleasant to be around them. Not that they're a bad person. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it remains to be seen, but I, you know, I think uh, I'm excited. He's one of those guys excited to see him play, you know, um, he's done a great job. He's learned things well. Um, you know, he's been very diligent, comes in early in uh, each morning to get kind of the preliminary game plan because he misses a little bit of a meeting to go to special teams and things of that nature. So I'm excited to see him get an opportunity.
1: Max was just in here saying basically he's told everybody to go about your business the way you normally would there's a playoff game less than two weeks away. But from your standpoint, what are you gonna be looking at? Are you really looking at more of the development? Are you looking at getting that 11th win? Are you looking at carrying on so that there is momentum in the playoffs? What do you focus?
8: Well, I think there's an element of all of what you mentioned there. Um, I would say my focus though is uh, very singularly on this game. you know, you got guys that uh, are playing different roles, that are playing different levels of snaps. It's total injustice, to, in my opinion, to not give those guys who are competing in this game every opportunity that you can give them to help them succeed. And so, to me, that's where the focus is. You know, I've gone about this week um, very structured and regimented, which we all are week to week, and tried to stay in that framework. Um, you know, we'll get to next week, next week. There's really not much we can do about that. At this point, to be honest, there's so many variables flying, still bouncing around in the air. Like any work you do is probably going to be time misspent in some regard.
2: the experimentation that you want to try and do this week, as far as maybe seeing guys in different positions.
8: I don't know how much of that we'll get into. Like, there's kind of some emergency type of situations that you got to be ready to deal with, um, that may create some of those situations, which. To be honest, that wouldn't be an awful thing in some ways. You know, with every negative comes a positive. One guy has an issue, somebody else gets an opportunity. So um, we're getting a little bit of that as we work through the week in terms of guys maybe preparing for maybe a second or third role that they haven't necessarily been ready to do in the past. So I do think there's some value in that in terms of guys uh, growing, learning the overall system um understanding the big picture as opposed to just their specific role there's there's certainly value to that yeah, do
4: you feel like you guys are finding a happy medium for getting drew and nick both on the field and getting enough snaps to take advantage of what they both
8: have? yeah i would say you know we feel good about where that's at at least i do personally i mean honestly you'd like to get them all more um you'd also prefer not to play 70 100 snaps of defense in a game too so there's a you know there's a, a flip side to that but um It's worked out pretty well. I thought Nick got in a pretty good rhythm in this past game. Um, You know, after all that he's battled through from an injury standpoint, from conditioning and all those type of things. And uh, Drew continues to make plays when he's out there, regardless of what role we put him in. Thank you, everybody. Thank
9: you. Yep. Thank Thank you. Have a great day, guys. You too. All righty. All right. So, happy new year and appreciate everyone being out here for big practice going into the last regular season game. Tough opponent, as you know, the Chargers, one of our big time rivals, and uh, you know, they're gonna be fired up and ready to do everything they can to beat us, and it's a hard fought game all the time. Giff Smith, a lot of respect for. He's gonna get those guys ready to play. They've been playing hard, they've been playing physical, you know, and Easton Stick since he took over, he's doing a good job there. Kellen Moore will have those offensive guys ready to roll and then Eckler's as good as they come and Everett, the tight end, he's been a go-to guy. And then obviously the crop the, the of wideouts they have are as good as they come to if they're, if they're all playing. But with that, I'll uh, open it up for questions.
1: Is this the hardest game for a coach when you're not, you don't have all your starters, you're coming off a win, you want to keep the momentum going into the playoffs, but you have a game here where you're also going to evaluate because you're going to see some people who haven't had a lot of playing time. So is this the most challenging game for you guys?
9: No, I, I don't look at
1: it like that, and I know
9: the way Coach Reed, Coach Spaggs, and Coach Nagy and all of us, I mean, whoever's playing is a starter. That's how we do it every week. So, I mean, whether you're second on the depth chart, whether you're going to be active that day, when you go out on the field, you're, you're called upon, so you're playing like a starter. So it's an opportunity for us to compete, an opportunity to go get number 11, which we want, and an opportunity to uh, make sure we're going into the playoffs with momentum.
6: Ford is really happy to get 10 sack. Can you just speak to what he's done this year?
9: Well, he's had a great year. He's really works hard, and you know, sometimes that's a milestone. Sometimes you you might not get that, but you might have had a better year. But George has really worked hard, and he was relentless. And those came at a big time. You know, those the flurry of those sacks at the end. Coach Speggs made some great calls, put guys in position, and he was relentless in getting after the quarterback. And uh, you know, as happy as George was, I think Chris was was really probably more happy for him.
3: What do you see out of the younger guys, Felix, B.J., a lot of them are going to get some play time potentially on Sunday. So their development behind some of those veterans they got there. Well, a lot of
9: times, you know, as you go through the year, like I was just saying, talking about Felix, Felix got thrown into the fire early. George had to play early, but Felix was getting about 20, 25 snaps a game because we had, A, we went in the first game without Chris. B, Charles was limited during you know, the six games. He could. We didn't have him, so was an opportunity for him to really show who he was and he did a really good job he was getting better and we focused on him playing in that that nickel package you know on third down and then when Charles came back he was still rolling in that role and then as we as we evolved into the season you know Charles Mike Dana Chris George Turk all were doing a great job so it was hard to get another body in that position but he's doing a great job uh, and he's only going to get better and he'll, he'll play some this week like he has every week and bj you know bj's working hard and you know opportunity to you know you have a hat on sunday to go show what you can do uh,
4: coach you, you guys have had a couple of volatile moments on the sideline i know you and chris and we saw willie and, and charles kind of going out. that's usually something that's a finger point thing you guys are one of the best defenses in football that's obviously not what's going on or i don't think it is i mean it, it,
9: no not at all so sometimes you know <laughs> if you sit around the d-line at practice or you sit on the D-line on the bench. That could happen every other series. I'm just a loud guy by nature. Chris is loud. Li- it's just one of those things. I mean, D-linemen have, they're aggressive, they're intense, and, you know, we're the in are Absolutely. It, is Great, we have we, have a, we have a lot of emotion. That starts with Coach Spaggs. I mean, he's a high-energy guy. All our position coaches. You know, sometimes in the heat of the battle, you know, things happen. And, uh, I mean, Charles and Willie, I didn't, you know, shoot. Okay, next play, move on, you know, and and that's one of
10: those things that, you know, just part of football. Thank you, everybody. thank you. All right, you know what? The beautiful thing about our country is that people are able to voice their opinion. They're able to vote. And so the fans decided that he wasn't good enough to make the Pro Bowl. I know if I was a defensive coordinator, he's one of the first guys that I'm going to come and grab because he's probably one of the more complete corners that I've ever been around in my building as far as when it comes to tackling as well as coverage so I just told LJ um, even last night that hey no matter what happens just always stay humble stay hungry and you know stay positive and stay prayed up because hey your time will come and he's the type of young man that he's not going to put the spotlight on himself and that could be one of the reasons why because he's not flashy or flamboyant he kind of does his job and goes up under the radar. How
2: did he take the news?
10: Uh, I'd be honest with you, he hasn't talked about it, which is LJ style and hasn't said a word and everyone else um, have made comments about it. But he hasn't said one word about it.
2: i whatever of your guys aren't gonna play this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming he's won probably Trent and maybe Justin Reed. What's your advice to them on how to stay in it this week? How, how do those guys? Yeah, if if you're not going to play, how do you kind of keep your head in the
10: game? I think it comes back to Coach Reed and his leadership. So that's Andy's decision, um, whether they are going to see however much playing time they're going to see. And so for them, what we've done all week long is that they've gone through the process as if we have preparing for the Super Bowl. Meaning, as I've said before, we have two separate walkthroughs that we have all of our guys working And so not one thing has changed this week as far as being out there at practice. And so um, keeping your head in it is really more so these young men have to understand that you're a professional football player. And you have to understand that if whether you play 60 snaps or whether you play five snaps, if you don't go out there and put your best foot forward, you can risk injury. And so um, every guy is ready to go. Every guy is going to be in a situation where, it's, hey, if your number's called, make sure you go out there and perform.
3: Dave, you were in the accelerator program back in the Bay, and yes, now you're trying to get involved and you're doing well with the defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Kind of a you question, but you know how much did the accelerator program maybe help you in terms of trying to determine your future and getting involved? Do you think that system works for guys like you?
10: Yeah, I do. I think that, you know, being able to meet all 32 owners at the accelerator program in uh, Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, this off season was an eye opener for me um, as far as seeing the owners um, outside of our ownership cap on so to speak. They were able to lay their hat down and so being able to interact with the owners and being able to allow them to see who I am and my personality um, I think it doesn't nothing but build bricks for the next generation and I told my son who's a coach at Barton University Devon I said I went there to lay a brick for you I've been in this league for 27 years right and I've been blessed if God doesn't do anything else he's done enough I said but me going there was to lay a brick for you and to bring back some knowledge for um, you and maybe even some of your friends and so at that I would say that it was a tremendous experience for me.
6: Jumping off of that, Dave, yes, um, just uh, the fact that uh, you and, and Steve and all, most of the assistants have been together for so long, yes, such sir. a successful defense—you know, uh, no other opportunities of taking you all the way. Have you, have you thought about that of uh, building your own defense
10: as a coordinator? In the future? Well, you know, one of the things—if I can answer it this way—one of the things that my wife Yolanda and I spoke about decades ago was that no matter what I wasn't going to pursue any type of coordinating job while my kids were young, um, meaning then is the fact that I wanted to be there Friday night games. I wanted to be there Saturday if I could to go to some games and you can ask my wife Yolanda, she'll tell you the same thing. And so when that time arrives, and um, if I'm afforded a position to be able to even go interview, Um, I will consult with my wife and then we will take the next step. But right now, I'm focused on trying to make sure that i be the best defensive coach I can be for my guys. And um, a lot of guys think the grass is green on the other side. And then all of a sudden you can go chase the money. But I've always told my young coaches that are around me, you know, you want years of service. Years of service is more important than money because money is going to come and go, it's fleeting and so but honestly you know you take that chair as a coordinator you're responsible for the entire unit and now some of your closeness goes away and what we experienced in the defensive back room and even when i was coaching linebackers that bond that i've had with my players over the decades has been precious to me and i don't want to lose that right now so
4: just, just your kids are still young young. i'm sorry i don't know well here's the deal so i have that's all
10: right that's all right i have a 33 year old and then we have a 27 25 year old and then my 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 wife wouldn't stop chasing me so now we have a 15 (laughs) and a 17 year old so we waited eight years and so i had to start all over again and so right now we have a sophomore and a junior in high school here at blue valley so Have a couple more years. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, it's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, Um, Shabarius and I were talking last night. Um, He, um, we text each other back and forth and um, I congratulated him. And I'm just so proud of another young man who came out as a free agent. Uh, we snapped him, you know snagged him from Dallas and brought him here and then in his second year He had a chance to actually lay his hat down and go out there and just play stop overthinking things And then he just grew just like LJ from his first year They both just got better and better and you just improving in increments and so But warden I was just talking last night and um, I, I'm thrilled that he had an opportunity to get his name called All right All right, thank you
1: Last but
6: not least. AJ, Coach Reed after uh, last game after the wins to complimented the staff or offensive staff for coming together, coming up with solutions. Can you just go over like the last week of what you guys did to kind of come together in that week after the Raiders lost? Yeah, I mean at the end of the day we wanted to be able to get the guys to go out, play fast, be confident, um, and all those things and So we simplified some things, let the guys go, get out, get set, go play. Um, I thought they did. I thought the guys, you know, they ended up executing the plan. And, um, you know, we were very efficient, you know, I feel like as an offense. And that was, you know, a lot of us just trying to let them go, let them go play. Is that the same this week when you've got a different cast of characters, not all the starters are playing? Yeah, you always want, I mean, at the end of the day, you want the guys to be able to go do that. And whether it's the starters, whether it's other guys, and, like, at the end of the day, like, let them go. Let them go play. Um, that's really, you know, what the plan is.
1: How different is Gabbard in the way he throws a pass, and is it as hard as Mahomes? And what do you have to adjust to for
6: his style? Yeah, I mean, Blaine. He's a smart, smart guy. You know, he's he's seen a lot of football. Um, he's been in some different offenses. So, I think from that standpoint, just like he's he's good with seeing the field, seeing the progressions, and all that. Um, Arm talent is there, you know, it's a little different than Pat, but it's definitely like they have their strengths, um, but it's it's similar. Matt talked about uh, being proud of Patrick kind of rewiring what he does based off of this year's team to play Kamalai football. I just wonder how many of those conversations have taken place for him to maybe do something differently this year based off of the defense. Yeah, I think that's a constant, you know, conversation that we have. I mean, we got to see how the defenses are playing. It's a week-to-week basis and, and then also like the trend of the year, like what's kind of happening and, So, it is a constant conversation that we just got to, you know, again, be efficient with the ball. And, you know, if the deep shot's not there, take the check down, all those things. So, it's been a gradual um, conversation that we've had throughout the year. It's a little
2: bit different type of season for him than Mm -hmm. he's had since he's been here. What effect has that had on him, do you think?
6: I mean, at the end of the day, Pat's competitive and he wants to win. And, you know, we've had, you know, success. We've had the opportunity to win the West here. So, I feel like. You know, from his standpoint, that's all he wants to do. Like, he just wants to win. And so regardless of how that's done, whether it's thrown for a lot, whether we got to hand the ball, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, he wants to win. And, um, you know, we've, we've been able to do that.
4: David, how much of the simplification of this last week is just self-scout versus game plan
2: against the Bengals
6: defense? Um, it's always going to be a little bit of both. You know, you always have to evaluate, you know, what you do, what you do well. Um, but then also how to attack, you know, the um, – you know, the opposing defense and what they do what are their strengths what their weaknesses. so it's a little bit of both
1: last two
3: go
4: ahead sir.
6: coach uh, how different i know the uh,
4: different the playing gabber playing right that's different but for you and your duties knowing that the game doesn't count and the stand count as far as the playoffs playoffs on the side are you picking up some extra duties looking ahead are you is Andy going to change who's calling plays who's doing different things is anything going to be a little bit of a uh, experiment uh, this week since you have this kind of unique opportunity? Yeah, well, at the end of the
6: day, I mean, you want the guys to go out and play and the guys that are out there. So we gotta give them our best. You know, We expect the same out of them. So um, there are guys that are able to get ahead on certain things that have those roles, but as far as myself, I mean, it's the Chargers and getting Blaine and Chris, those guys ready to roll. Last
8: one,
6: Nate. Um, David, what have you learned most
8: about Patrick this year?
6: Um, I would say adaptability you know, his way to change throughout the course of the season and change the way defenses are playing him. I mean, it's a lot different than what it was, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020. And um, so he's had to adapt a little bit and you know, it's it's been a growth thing for him even in prior years, but continuing this year. So just to see him continue to adapt and take what teams are giving him and, and things like that.
10: Is there an example that comes to mind
6: when you say about- Uh I would say just being more um, patient you know i think would be the big thing you know as far as you know going through progressions and like i said if it's a big place not there there's no problem checking it down and letting the guys go
10: thanks everybody thank
6: you thanks, coach. thanks. thanks. Thank you. Yep, appreciate you